Okay. <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Military Brat Podcast, Military Life by Kids, for Kids, and for anyone who is curious. As always, my name is Avery Gannon, and today we have our surprise special guest on the show with us. So here to represent the Museum of, Ameri- of American Military Families down in New Mexico, I have Dr. Circe Olson-Westner, the Executive Director and Program Founder of the Museum of American Military Families. I am so thrilled to have her on the show, but before we dive in, this podcast is from my own personal experience and opinions. It is not meant to exclude, offend, or talk about what every single military child's life is like. But without further ado, Dr. Westner, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. It's going to be great. I am so excited. Um, and of course, uh, I have Dr. Westner on my show, but if you are interested, you can also check out the, the museum's podcast, which I will be doing a little bit of. I'll be doing a segment on as well. And that is the At Ease podcast. Yes? Well, it's we have multiple, multiple different uh, podcasts. The um, Our platform is Pod. And so you have to look up militaryfamilymuseum.podbean.com. And then each episode, depending on what the topic is, is falls under a sub-podcast topic. Okay. It's kind of conf- kind of confusing, <laughs> yes. But yes, you'll be under um, at ease because that's where we put recreation and leisure time and, and, and things that you do when you're at ease. Absolutely. That's perfect. <laughs> So please, yeah, go check out our interview on there. It's going to be awesome, and that will be happening right after this. But before we get into that, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What what inspired you to get into the work with the museum and things like that? Well, so first, I grew up overseas. I was born in France, and I grew up in Germany. Both my parents were um, Dodd's teachers, uh, Dodea to, to you guys. Um, and from there, I went to college in Munich at the University of Maryland, Munich, campus and I married a guy whose dad so he was attending school there too and his dad was a State Department um, official and we moved back to the States and then ultimately my husband joined the army and so I spent 20 years as an army wife and then my son joined the army and so I became an army mom so um, that's me in a nutshell I mean there's lots of stuff that went on in between all of that but um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's how I kind of introduce myself to people. I'm an army mom, I'm an army uh, wife, I'm an overseas brat. Um, So I got into the, the, the museum business quite by accident, one of those spontaneous things that sometimes you say, oh, I'd like to do this, and then you just do it. So that's how we got started. That's fantastic. I mean, honestly, you, you just you jumped right into it, and that's exactly how you how I would have done it too, honestly. Well, so when we got started, so let me give you kind of our origin story. So in in 2010, my son was deployed to Iraq, and I was at home like any other mom, you know, freaking out about him and mm-hmm. hoping he was going to be okay. Um, it's different when your kid deploys as opposed to your, you know, your spouse. Um, it's just different. That was my baby out there, even though he was, he was what we called him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, but, so he was out there, and I was just looking at the TV going, you know, we military moms from all generations, all, you know, all over the world have kids out in, you know, harm's way, and we're worried about them, and we're proud of them, and, 
where you know we want them to come home safely mm-hmm. and that's what we have in common as military moms generations of you know moms just worrying about people and so i thought well i wonder if there's a museum out there talking about the the mom experience actually um and then i broadened it so when i went on google i didn't see anything no military mom museum mm-hmm. you know i was like well maybe we need a medal you know? yeah <laughs> military mom medal well i really didn't want a medal but to make a long story short when i started googling a military families because i wanted to broaden it then i didn't see anything i saw blue star families museums but that is a program um, within the museum community and I did find I mean we have to be clear I found lots of blogs and podcasts mm-hmm. and groups but I didn't see anything that said military family museum and so that's when I called my dad and said, dad dad we're gonna start a museum my dad, was <laughs> my dad was like 86 he's like um okay <laughs> and, I, and I, I was like you know we got to start this thing and then I forgot about it. Well, I didn't forget. I just put it on the back burner because, you know, I was working full time. I was I was doing a bunch of stuff and I didn't have time. Really, when you're working full time, you don't have time to take on huge, big projects. But like six months later, my dad called me. He says, well, are we going to start this museum? You know, I'm not getting any younger. If you want help. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so um, that's kind of how we got started. Um. I called a few friends and I said, let's start this museum. And I, my education, I have a background in education, mm-hmm. so no, no museum, but all of my friends were federal employees. I was a federal employee and we had a lot of education background. So we kind of took it on with the, like under like a social studies um, lesson plan, you know, so we, we started plotting, well, where would this go? Where would this go? You know, we had no business skills whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, but we did it and, and it, you know, it started really slowly. We didn't want to go out there and raise a bunch of money and lose a bunch of money and fail. So mm-hmm. we started like an online, we're almost just like a website and a couple of blogs. And then we got a office and then we got an office with two rooms mm-hmm. and then we moved to a building and had a whole top floor and then we are where we are now so it was very slow and steady you know not flashy and and you know we did a lot of programming in between the times mm-hmm. but we didn't want to start and then just crash and burn Absolutely. I un- I completely understand that. That's fantastic. I know that's truly one of those ground from the ground up kind of stories and it really represents how hard people work to show their representation. Mm-hmm. So how long do you th- how long would you say you've been with the museum involved as of now? Okay, so we incorporated in um, 2011. So we're just getting ready on March 23rd to um, celebrate our 10th Oh, that's fantastic. Ten years, that's insane. Well, it sure feels that way sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think about how um, a lot of businesses go out of business the first couple years mm-hmm. they they you know, they're they're in their existence and so you take like a handful, literally there were like four or five of us mm-hmm. and none of us had business experience <laughs> and we are now ten years, we're not broke. You know, 
we are still here and and it's an amazing especially with a lot of people saying you can't start a can you start a museum start a music or like i don't know you know but sometimes when you put things out in the universe and you say i am going to do this then it's out there then you have to do it yeah make it happen absolutely i definitely agree and you mentioned a lot of small businesses and a lot of the small um companies really getting started it made me think how is the museum doing with um the covid19 pandemic going around well it's it's been rough we've been closed since march of last year Mm -hmm. we had our last event march 13th Um, we were doing a naturalization ceremony a lot of people um, get but we have a quarterly naturalization ceremony where people get their citizenship at our museum, military mm. family members. And so we had started hearing about, you know, the COVID virus. Uh, and we were debating, do we have this? Do we, do we have this ceremony? Do we not? And we decided to do it because people have waited years to get their citizenship and it just yeah. didn't seem fair. So we're all there. We're masked up. We're all kind of worried about it. Um, and, you know, we're standing there and the ceremony was beautiful and we had, you know, cake and, um, you know, um, refreshments afterwards. And you could hear the phones going, bing, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> and, New Mexico, um, the governor declared that, you know, public health order and we were all going to close down. And so that was our last ceremony, March Mm -hmm. 13th, our last time we were open. Um, And it was tough, you know, and it was interesting because, um, you know, we closed. um, We are closed generally. We're open by appointment only in the winter because where we are is so snowy and, and, and the roads are so treacherous. So we had only just opened for the season. So there was no right. income coming in until March. And then there was no income <laughs> coming in after March. But, um, but we have done okay. And the first thing I said when the public health order came out is like, we've got to start doing more stuff online. We've mm-hmm. got to stay um, relevant. We've got to, you know, continue our mission. Mm-hmm. And so we're lucky because we don't have any paid employees. So it wasn't like we were going to, you know, have to fire people, you know, lay people off. Um, so we did a lot of stuff online. We did some podcasting. We did some, we did a virtual exhibit. Um, and our visitors and our followers and our supporters have really done small fundraisers for us on Facebook. Um, we we got some cares money um we've written some grants for projects so we're Mm -hmm. we're holding on it's not like you know we're in great shape but we're we're okay yeah we're not in we're not in horrible shape we are doing as well as can be expected um actually better than it be expected (laughs) if we hadn't hadn't gotten some cares money you know this would be a different conversation right right Um, right but because we're an all-volunteer organization, it wasn't as bad as it could have been if we'd had employees. I have a friend who has a business. She had to lay off 16 employees. Oh, no. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got, you know, then they, um, you know, they got the unemployment. And then she, but she, she still is struggling. They, 
it's it's a mess yeah (laughs) it's it really turned a lot of people's lives upside down but it's really awesome to always hear that some businesses have made it through either steadily or have picked themselves up if they went downhill yeah yeah well you've got to do what you've got to do you know military Mm -hmm. families are tough we can pivot a lot i know yeah we're pretty adaptable if anything i mean we can hold our own if needed (laughs) i absolutely agree so how do you think the museum represents and helps the military families across the world not just in the local area but um all around the world since we are pretty a global community right so so we are an all-volunteer run um, 501c3 nonprofit, and our mission and, and vision is to continue dialogue. Uh, we honor military families, we preserve their legacies, we share stories, and we educate the public. Mm-hmm. And so um, locally, we are an inclusive hub. So we have people when, when the museum's open, dropping in, looking at the exhibits, hanging out. You know, our, our museum is set up in a house. So when people walk into the museum, they're walking into a house. And so um, all the mm-hmm. exhibits are, are kind of arranged around like the living room, the kitchen. That's really, that's uh, actually a wonderful idea. That's very authentic. Yeah, so you can open up the cupboards and look in and, look at the artifacts and you can pull out the drawers and um but but when people come in they they just sort of sit down on our couch and the couch is part display and part part couch Mm -hmm. and and they just hang out when we talk and they share stories and uh hey i was stationed in such and such do you have a yearbook from such and such and we're like yeah 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 and then it depends who's you know which volunteer is there but you know um then just just conversations you know mm-hmm. happen so we we provide a community in the east mountains that's our region and then in new mexico for mm-hmm. locals but we also create a community for people who long for the nostalgia of military service you know or life or simply want to know more about it um you know so many of us like like me for example <laughs> I, I can't really go home, you know, and yeah. you, you know that feeling too. Um, and so we kind of are a symbolic home for people who want to experience the nostalgia of military life. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so how we help um, military families, well, it's not like helping, you know, like service organizations that mm-hmm. help, but but we have collaborated with a lot of different museums locally and across the actually across the world um on exhibits and displays so we we do a lot of exhibits and displays that that educate the public and Mm -hmm. um we we preserve uh military family stories because it's interesting you know how much gets done behind the behind the scenes right right Um, absolutely yeah and and so we're to in order to understand history you have to see it from all perspectives i mean there is the the soldier or the sailor or the airman's perspective mm-hmm. but then the family is experiencing that same event from a, you know from a different vantage point and it's completely different you know mm-hmm. the, it's 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 so interesting honestly and i find that a lot of the 
the representation comes from communication and lots of advocation and things like that and so I find that like especially when you do talk about the different like vantage points and the different um angles that people live life they're they're so diverse even if they're your brother or your sister or your mom and things like that and I that's always been really interesting to me especially well even within families you'll have one kid say that the military life was the greatest thing that ever happened to him and this and his brother or sister will say it was the worst thing that ever happened to him. oh I could oh we've been there <laughs> absolutely so um other things we do we built a memorial um it's kind of a it's it's an interesting thing so in 2017 we built and dedicated a memorial honoring military families um and it's up in santa fe so it was like you know i don't know if i've ever seen a military family memorial or statue i mean Mm -hmm. yeah you see statues so we we took a little house we got a grant and we built like a little tiny house and it's got um, five windows in it so people can't go into it but so it's a static display but each window represents a um, a time in a military family life so the first window you look in is the parents and grandparents you know anybody you know of the of the service member Mm -hmm. and then the next window is the spouse and the partners and then the back window is the brats or the children (laughs) and then the other one is the active duty service person and then the veteran so it kind of goes you know cradle to grave um and and that's out in front of the um it's the new mexico uh, military history museum up in santa fe Mm -hmm. the old national guard museum but you know, and so we set it up so there's a yellow ribbon tied around the, the you know, the uh, porch rail and, you know, and, and in each window you can look in and see. And, and how we did it is um, people donated money and, you know, so their, their names are on a sign there. But it's, it's kind of cool to see, you know, artifacts that represent military parents. So you'll have, mm-hmm. in, so in the window there may be a sweatshirt, proud military mom. You know, um, you know, so, so, and then over on the veteran side, you know, one of those veteran caps, you know, World War II vet. Mm-hmm. And, and then everything in between, we have a footlocker in the brat section. And, and, and so we're really proud of that. Um, one of the last times I went up to see the memorial uh, during the pandemic, we went up there um, to, to sweep it out and just to check on it and, and things like that. Somebody had glued a heart, a paper heart underneath the the sign Aww. and i was like well and part of me is like oh that's cute part of me is like hey that's defacing it but yeah it was, yeah <laughs> but but i took it as somebody felt compelled enough to paste the paper heart mm-hmm. on the memorial so i i, I left it I, I, that's so it's it's a little bit bittersweet but the sentiment is there <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. i understand so you mentioned the footlocker which i i know is one of the collaborations and the projects you've been working on so can you talk to us about some of the the projects that you guys have going on right now so we have right now going on the first thing we're doing is um we're collecting stories for a book we're put an anthology we're putting together it's the 75th anniversary of dodea which mm-hmm. is the defense department schools um and they turned 75 years in 
in October. And my dad and mom worked for them for, for, for Dodds for years. Um, mm-hmm. And so my dad did the 25th anniversary uh, book when it came out and then the 50th anniversary book. And he's still alive. And I said, Dad, you know, this would be a good project. You know, do the 75th anniversary. He said, I'm not doing the 100th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so he's 90. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's, he's, he still has such a phenomenal memory of the early days of, of you know, Dodea. He, my mom and he both taught in the 50s for the school system. So we've been asking people, parents, students, admin, teachers, support staff, to, to send in a memory story to the museum, um, well, to my dad, um, to, to tell an experience, you know, about this amazing school system, unique, if nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, we're asking people to send stories. Um, and so we're really proud of that because we're, we're starting to get a lot. Our, our original thought was 75 stories for, you know, 75 years, but I think right. we're going to get more than that and it's 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 amazing the variety um so we're working on that we created a a play so we created an anthology and an exhibit years ago um called inside out and shout Uh, shout was the play and the book Mm -hmm. um and that is about LGBTQ uh, service members, okay, yeah, their families. And so the play um, was just debuted um, September of these years run together now. <laughs> September, September of 2019 in Richmond, and so we had great plans for taking the play on the road. And of course, then the pandemic happened. Right. So the play is did have a, a, a soft reading in 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 um, out of LA via zoom and we're getting ready to launch a full-on production via zoom um, in April oh and, that's gonna uh, be amazing y- yeah and and develop we developed a cur- so during the pandemic we developed a curriculum guide and so we're looking at maybe um, doing curriculum play we want to we've put in for a grant to film a proper um version of the play you know a a professionally done one Mm -hmm. and we're we're also going to do a second anthology around shout um then we're working on our uh, our grace project um it's it's looking at gender religion race identity culture and ethnicity in military and military families Mm -hmm. and so we're going to be sending out a survey and people can you know um, fill it out and we're doing some essays and writing and um, about that and then Shannon who you know our student liaison, yes <laughs> he, he's amazing um, he was so he, great yeah he was awesome yeah I actually heard him and you on on your podcast and then on his podcast and I posted your podcast on our Facebook. Oh, that's Facebook. so sweet. Yeah, so it's out there somewhere on our Facebook. <laughs> um, but he's working on a, how to transition from um, brat to student, college student. Because there is a huge, you know, mm-hmm. uh, learning curve because you're away from 
most military kids you're away from your family college is a transition anyway and then if you're moving culturally and 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 physically mm-hmm. so th- so he's working on that yeah and, I've, I've always found yeah. that really interesting considering the fact that a lot of the time that we do move in my family or my close friends that are in the military move a lot of their parents will just be like oh it's good practice for college but to an extent it is but also to an extent it's not because you're already changing your social lifestyle but then also you're changing your station again but this time you don't have the support system behind you to go with you so i think it's nice that it's like talked about for real (laughs) yeah well it's it's true um i had a huge adjustment because i grew up in europe and then i moved to the states i Mm -hmm. was a young college kid i graduated high school at 16. oh wow yeah and so i went to two years of college in munich in germany with at the university of maryland and that was okay because i could still go home occasionally and it was mostly military kids um but when i transferred as a junior so i was like 18. Mm-hmm. Um, i transferred for the first time to the states it was rough yeah it was yeah so i think that you know shannon's project is timely and uh, I didn't mention, but the museum has a collaborative, and that's kind of like our think tank. And our think tank um, is called the um, Veteran Family Community Collaborative. And that meets monthly, and we look at project, we look at issues and projects um, relating to mental health and mm-hmm. rural veterans, and and so. One of and we've been doing a lot of podcasting on on on, on things through that. But um, they also thought it would be good to add a section to to Shannon's project um, mm-hmm. for maybe veterans that are transitioning to college as well, because that's a you know when mm-hmm. you're an old a non-traditional student. So that's something that I will pitch to Shannon, um, but we're excited about his project because I think that will be very helpful to a lot of people. I think that will too. Yeah, and we've already been discussing some, not just the guidebook, but also programs, colleges that can adapt. So it's it's Mm going to be a big project. I think that'll be fantastic, especially since those transitions i mean i'm not a college student myself but i know even high school transitions were challenging and that was when i transitioned my most recent one was probably as a freshman and even then while everyone does step up in a grade and you're forced to go to a new school and you're forced to kind of reassess your life and stuff like that but moving on top of that and like starting school in a hotel or not being able to like talk to your friends about what's going on unless you want to stay up till two o'clock in the morning and trying to meet the time zones with them it's definitely very difficult and it's very impacting on both people's like social lives but also their mental health and things like that so i really think that's a wonderful thing to go off of yeah no i i'm i'm excited for him and he's got he's he's got a lot of energy yeah (laughs) (laughs) got a lot of good ideas he does he does he's fantastic I I definitely enjoyed collaborating with him too. He reached out to me. He was like, "I listened to your show and everything." I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that you had to show yourself." It was crazy. Well, you know, you'll find that it's a small it's a small world. Even even, you know, us older people, like I'm almost 60, you know, we find our people. We find brats wherever yeah. we go. We find military spouses. We find each other. 
um, just like you know the veterans always find each other um, so you'll be finding your people for the rest of your life mm -hmm. yeah absolutely <laughs> you know that now <laughs> I definitely agree um so I guess my next question really depends on the museum's future I mean I know you've got all these amazing projects and these amazing collaborations coming up with students and veterans and and just everyone who can be involved is involved but where do you see where in like in a 10-year timeline or something like that where would you like the museum to be well huh. um so of course we we hope to be around for a very long time mm -hmm. um you know currently we're looking for a better building because we have this nice house but it's it's old it, it looks yeah. like a military family house it's got kind of <laughs> linoleum and you know uh, so we're we're looking for a building in a better location. Um, as an all volunteer board that depends only on donations and grants to survive, mm -hmm. um, we need to um, and we do this regularly. But we're looking at developing long term plans to make sure our museum is around after we're all gone. Yeah. Um, so building a succession plan looking at you know our options do we want to try to become part of a state museum system or a, a municipality do we want to become a municipal museum do we want to stay as a private institution uh how does that look so um conversations are always happening um to to make sure that we are um, thinking of the future because it's all well and good to be planning in the here and now, but you know, uh, if you see yeah. how that, that doesn't work all the time. Uh, yeah, absolutely, um, and the world can flip on a dime like that, so. <laughs> right, so this year we're building our board, um, getting new members, we're continuing to work on our projects, our, um, our executive board is, um, you know, having these conversations we're getting input from our you know our extended board and and so those are conversations that happen all the time i mean if i were going to be like waving a magic wand and saying in 10 years i would like to have a smithsonian yes <laughs> realistically not not happening but yeah i expect us to be around for a long time mm -hmm. um the more people who know about us the more people who um donate to us, the more people who volunteer, who share our posts, mm -hmm. that all brings awareness out, you know, the biggest problem is that people still don't know about us. Yes, I, yeah, uh, I definitely agree, and I know some of my friends, I've even, like, mentioned it to them, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a interview, and I'm doing some projects with the Museum of American Military Families, and they're just like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's so cool. I was like, yeah, they're they're really, like, they're doing some great stuff. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so we're, we're always looking for the future, to the future, and um, planning in the present, so, mm -hmm. yeah. That's really smart. I think so. I think that's going to go, I think it's going to go far, and I think you guys have some great projects going, and I'm excited to help out as much as I can with either contributions or anything I can do, really. But 
Well, we definitely want a school story, and then we would like to spread the word about your podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you could write us a small article, we'll put that on our one of our blogs and then also put it in our member newsletter. Absolutely. That, that works perfectly. I can definitely do that. Okay. Um, I guess my, my really my final question for you is, what do you find most rewarding about working with the museum? Well, the museum is, is a labor of love. It, it is, um, you know, when, and people should know, when you start a project this big, you, you, you start to, to um, it can over-consume you, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, you have to stay awake at night thinking, how are we going to get funding? How are we going to market ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we you know, like the roof is leaking, how do we get that? <laughs> so, so, um, it's, so all the difficult things that you go through, um, you're, you're like a parent and you're watching your child grow. And so there's a lot of, um, reward in just seeing, taking an idea come to fruition. I mean, we built a museum, mm-hmm. um, with everybody, uh, saying, I think it's a bad idea, I don't think you can do it, you know, um, and, and seeing this idea come to fruition, like we did it, we have done it, we are continuing to do it, that is rewarding, but meeting interesting people, hearing their stories, getting feedback, like, you know, thanks for what you're doing, you're telling my story, or I never knew that about military families, mm-hmm. or, huh, you know, I I had never thought of anything about the military at all, and mm-hmm. now you, you, you've made me think, wow, it's not this, you know, what, this stereotypical you know, entity that I thought it was. Right. So the feedback is really good. Um, when people donate an artifact to us or, or money, you know, I mean, th- it means they trust us. And, and, and that's a huge responsibility. If I have your dad's dog tags, or yeah. if I have well, we had this lady donate a, a, a teddy bear that she'd had since the 50s. You know, if we have your teddy bear, your dog tags, you know, if you give us money, we have to ensure that it is taken care of, you know, properly mm-hmm. and it's valued. And, and, and so it's a huge responsibility. And the fact that people trust us enough to give us their treasures is is a reward enough yeah it's truly it's truly something special definitely yeah mm-hmm. i think i i know um especially well i've never got i haven't been able to see the museum in person due to covid and due to the fact that well i i mean i live up in northern virginia and new mexico isn't exactly an hour drive or anything but um i really look forward to hopefully being able to when everything clears up being able to go see the museum for myself and really get a look at all the good work that you guys are doing well i appreciate that i we will look forward to hosting you um, <laughs> if you if, but if you can't um on our podcast there are some little mini video tours and and un, under a couple that say operation footlocker on the on the podcast you can i go through a footlocker i made one for dodea 
and I made a virtual footlocker for um, the Scott Township schools in Illinois. So those two are on there. You'll just have to click through and find. If you click uh, search Operation Footlocker, you'll see footlockers. And then there are also a couple of virtual tours on there uh, where I walk people through the museum. And then we have a YouTube channel, so um, they're, they're, they're all interconnected. So you can... You can at least see what we're about mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, without having to physically come. Mm-hmm. That makes that's good. I, I know the online presence is especially important during COVID, but it's always nice to even... And now my teachers are now assigning like virtual museum trips or virtual um, like look arounds at historic landmarks as homework assignments. So that's pretty uh, awesome that you guys are getting that going. Well, listen, email us. Email us and we can we can kind of organize something or you know if you have like for anybody mm-hmm. um to to we can answer questions or do something to help them with their virtual homework assignments that's perfect absolutely yeah. Um, I <laughs> maybe definitely. i shouldn't say that i'll be getting eight million emails <laughs> i know definitely especially like out here where there is dc is so close by so the military impact is huge so it's yeah, always yeah. there's never a dull moment <laughs> yeah no you've got plenty to look at out there mm-hmm. uh, we lived out in indian head maryland for a while um and it was awesome being able just to drive in to see everything you know history happening right there absolutely i definitely agree but thank you so much for coming to talk to me today yeah i've had fun it's been great thank you and thank you guys always for listening to the military brat podcast military life by kids for kids next time we have our season one finale oh my gosh i cannot even believe i've come this like i've been able to say those words because it is it's been a long time coming but until then you can follow our account on instagram at military brat podcast and at our website at www.militarybratpodcast.com for more information about the show and we publish new episodes every other week and thank you so much again for coming on the show dr westner and i hope everyone has a really great day